Hello and welcome to the Sean L. Show, intimate conversations about music, sex, and life in New York City. My guest today is a star of stage and screen, an icon of New York City gay nightlife, star of fusion TV show Shade Queens of New York City, contestant on the Emmy Award winning season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race, national co-chair of Drag Out the Vote, Moana of Manhattan, Anything, <laughs> anything but pure. It's Britta Filter. Aloha, Britta. Welcome to the show. Aloha. Bium, 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 bium. <laughs> it is so nice to have you here. Thank you so much for doing this. Of course. You know, I know that we've been trying to get together for so long, for pretty much a year now almost. Yeah, so is. I'm so glad that we can finally um, <laughs> do this. Yes. Um, I wanted to first just start out by saying, how are you doing? Because we are living in this crazy end of the world times. How are you and how is your beautiful mom? I know she's a frontline worker. She's a nurse, right? Yeah, she's actually, she's a respiratory therapist and, um, she's good. You know, she, she went off and she, um, actually got deployed to Texas for a month because cases were so bad there. So she's doing good. She's doing good. She's doing more office work now back at Maine. Um, just trying to stay away. Um, but she did, she felt like she had to go and do her duty out in Texas. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's healthy. My family's healthy. Um, I'm healthy. I'm counting my blessings. I'm trying to be very grateful um because we can easily get stuck in a rut and and, um blame covid for so many things um (laughs) but i'm trying to remain grateful and and i'm in hawaii so honestly and i'm with my family so i can't complain yeah i'm so happy you're getting this time in hawaii because that just sounds amazing i probably will show up on your doorstep any day now and just try to girl it is so much fun i love it (laughs) i'll wear a mask (laughs) there you go oh my gosh so we always kick this podcast off i want to know what are you listening to what's on your spotify what's in your headphones what are you vibing to right now oh my god so i just started um djing like that's what i've that's what I've learned during this this pandemic is how to DJ. And so I've been getting into so much house music and remixes of everything that's like popular right now. So I'm I'm like so many remixes. I'm I'm obsessed. I'm even remixing things by myself. Um so I've I've been uh, you know Megan the Stallion is like a go-to right now. Yeah. Um I'm a, I'm a, you know everyone is on the on the WAP Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I love to hear that. Now, so this is new for you. Did you produce your mixes when you were here in the city doing your shows? So this is like kind of a a similar vein of that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's very similar. Um, I, you know, I never really had DJ equipment, but honestly, the reason why I started drag was, um, because I was, well, I was sick of doing musical theater and I was Mm -hmm. sick of doing these like whitewash musical theater shows right. that didn't have any queer um, people of color representation. Yeah. So I was like, I, I remember when I was in the, I think it was like fifth grade and I saw at the MTV Video Music Awards, it was NSYNC and Britney Spears and they were in a classroom. Yes. 
And it, that, that video changed my life. And I was like, when I grow up, I want to do musical theater, but I want it to be to pop music. Yeah. Um, so I, my dreams kind of came true with yeah, drag. So, you landed it. Um, yeah, I used to mix all my things. And, you know, because of the pandemic started, I was like, okay, well, you know, I love music so much. Let me try and figure this out. You know, Lady Bunny isn't going to last forever as a DJ. <laughs> and neither are my knees. So, right. <laughs> Oh, my God. I love this for you. That sounds fantastic. I have to say on the music tip, you introduced me to Lizzo. I was at your show and you did phone. Where the hell my phone? And I pulled out my fucking cell phone and shazammed it at your show. I was obsessed with it. I was telling everybody, I was like, this girl Lizzo. And then sudden it was, I want to say it was like within two months, she just exploded and everybody knew who she was. Um, But yeah, so I thank you for introducing me to Lizzo. Oh, I love that. Even if it was just a tiny bit early, (laughs) just a little bit. Um, So thank you for that. I just want to go back for a minute and have a nostalgic moment to pre-COVID times, um, going to your show. So the first time I met you was at your show. Um, We You were doing with Bootsy LaFerris, and you were doing a uh, strip name that tune. And my friend Lucas, who is on this podcast quite a bit, he was so excited um, and volunteered. And I was like, all right, you go, girl. I'm not playing this song. I'm not doing this. And no one else would volunteer. And he kept being like, you have to volunteer. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll go up there and volunteer. It w- and so I go up there and the tunes were no- like 90s TV theme songs. Yes, 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 yes. And <laughs> I think you and I are about the same age. You, Lucas is like 20. He was like 22 at the time. He didn't know a fucking single one of those songs. Ended yeah. up buck naked with his junk in an ice bucket. The bar had to bring an ice bucket out. <laughs> and the only oh, way... God, yeah, I remember that night. Yes, the <laughs> only way I had any clothes off was that I think we cheated a little bit in his favor, but it was so funny. So that was like sort of my intro to you. How much are you missing doing these fun shows in person and seeing people face to face? Oh my god, so much. I miss people. I miss people so much. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm grateful that I've had times where like, you know, self-evaluate and look inward, but I'm totally <laughs> over it now. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, can we just get crazy again? And also, yeah. you know, it makes you, I, I will never take things like that for granted ever again. Right. I don't think anyone will. Right. Because it can all be pulled from you from a pandemic who would have thought yeah um but i miss it so much i miss i'm you know i love i love our community so much and i love um what we do for our community and you know making safe spaces for people where people can feel comfortable to get naked and take off their clothes um (laughs) (laughs) um, but i i just i miss nightlife i miss i miss the vibe the energy of the city so much yeah me too have you heard from any like do you have any insider information being a performer of what sort of they're thinking the trajectory are or everyone's just sort of in the dark and we're taking it day by day i mean i know i know that uh, industry is going to start doing performances pretty soon i think keisha is going to start doing performances that are socially distant um but uh for the most part you know broadway this past week just extended their shutdown till may yeah um and so you know i i mean especially with the platform that i have now we gratefully attract large crowds yeah um 
but um, I, I'm assuming that I I won't be able to perform. I mean, it, honestly, if Broadway shut down, I was like, what bitch, what insider information y'all bitches have? Right, right. Y'all shut down till May. <laughs> um, uh, but I assume that uh, you know that's how nightlife will be as well because it's very similar in the same neighborhood. It attracts large crowds. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, you know, I can't believe that it's about to be a full year but baby when this is over it's going to be a renaissance oh and it's going to be God. the ticket everyone I, and i hope that everything is better by pride yeah <laughs> That's oh what my I'm god for. that we need that we we need that so bad britta i want to ask you about a time also pre-covid you went absolutely viral a viral moment because you had some special guests at your show Miss Adele and Jennifer Lawrence just popped up at pieces and it was everywhere. They were drunk. They were living. They were in the show. They were falling on the floor. Can you like just take us through what was that night like for you? Like, what do you remember about that moment? <laughs> Actually, I've never told people what happened like previously before that. So I was in drag that day from I uh, in drag at noon, and I had a photo shoot. I had events the entire day. Like I was exhausted. I went to um I went to a cafeteria to go get some dinner with friends. Yep. I uh, uh, missed um, Ruby Roo, who I usually do the show with, was out, yep. and I was kind of in a bad mood. <laughs> I was in a mood, I was like, Ugh, I just want to do this. Get done get it yeah, over yeah. and then someone texts me and they're like jayla's here i was like wait what <laughs> jayla is here they're like yeah yeah she's here she's with some friends um and then i went up to her and she was like we're here she was wasted oh, wow. um and she was like get me she's like let's get a real drink so we did shots at the bar and Incredible. she um she was like i have i have some more friends coming and by more <laughs> friends i didn't think i was like oh yeah okay come on bring them in your hairdresser no it was fucking adele <laughs> yeah and i'm just like the entire new york city gay men's choir is there as well oh so my they're God. like they're shitting their pants yeah so i'm like i you know and I, I I try, you know, no matter who you are, no matter the size of the crowd, I try to always give the same show every single time. Yeah. Um, just because that's what people come for. They come for the experience. If whether there's two people or there's 200 people and Jayla and Adele. So right, right. It, it was such a cool moment. And it was such, so cool to like banter with them. Yes. Um, I feel bad for Ruby Roo who wasn't there that day, but <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was so much fun. I guess they were, um, they were I, I they were celebrating something I don't know what but at the end J Law was like um, Adele wants to hire you for her birthday party <gasps> and uh, I know and so I actually I the next day funny this is this is some tea the next day I got my first call from Drag Race <gasps> after that I think I did hear about this yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> so you weren't able to do Adele's birthday party because of Drag Race, right? Isn't that what yes. they conflicted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Do you have any contacts with Adele that you could be like, hey, I'm free? I mean, she's probably not having birthday parties now, <laughs> the whole world, but yeah, like right. maybe a future birthday. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Maybe, maybe someday in the future. We'll see. Yeah. Ruby Rue is never going to call out of work again. Like she's oh, going to no. show up for every <laughs> show. <laughs> well, and then two weeks after that, um, Dua Lipa came in and yes. she, she was there for that one. She was there for that one. That's so. good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Who was more fun, Adele or Dua Lipa? Oh, Adele. Adele, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who smelled better, Adele or Jennifer Lawrence? 
Adele. Adele is like, she was so pristine. Yeah. She's like a fucking angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like British royalty or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, love that. So I, during World Pride, which I think, did you sleep at all during World Pride? Because I think you were booked 24-7. Like, you were going so hard. I was worried about you. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I actually, I didn't really. Um, it, it's kind of funny. I had... I had, I remember today I had 42 days straight in drag mm-hmm. for world pride. And then on the last weekend of actual pride, I got the call from drag race. So I went straight from world pride into quitting all my gigs the next day wow. and um, preparing for two and a half weeks and then leaving for drag race, like no sleep, exhausted. Um, that's why she was a little irritable on the show. <laughs> <laughs> The amount of stamina that you had to have had to go from world fucking pride to drag race back to back is insane to me. Like the the fact that you even lived through it, I'm proud of you. Like round of applause for you. Thank you. Thank you. So I came to see you at uh, pieces during world pride. I missed your show because it was so crazy, but I got a tip off that there were some celebrities supposed to be there. It was supposed to be, um, Gaga and Cher. Do you remember this? Was this a real thing? And then they never came, but like, if you were any, any sort of manager for them, it was not safe. Like it was so hectic because it was world pride. Was that a oh, thing? Yeah. Do you remember I this at all? It- there were celebrities I, I remember, but I don't think it was Gaga or Cher. I okay. do yeah. Yeah. No no no. I think that it was so funny. I think it was like a lower class celebrity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe like a maybe like a real housewife. Right, or right. Her. <laughs> the Countess Luan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Okay, so maybe there is no truth to that rumor at all. <laughs> no, but I, w- I wish. That yeah, would have been amazing. That's I would have loved to kick with them. Yeah, that they were coming together. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, it was that's all, legendary. It was all a lot. pieces. You know, the thing I, I think is so funny, of all bars, pieces is like the biggest hole in the wall. But yeah. for some reason, it has that like magic about it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah. like gringy magic that people just love. And it's it's kind of homey because you're all crammed in there. Yes. Yeah. I think it's all good vibes. Like the queens that perform there are fantastic. The bartenders are always like really in a good mood. Like it's just good vibes when you go in there. So I think always. that's what creates that magic. It's really the people that are on the inside. So yeah. I want to talk to you about Washington, D.C. Right before you did Drag Race, you were in Washington for I think some promo shots um like some sort oh, yeah, of photo I was there shoot. for the women's march yes okay and you went viral because again because there were these um i don't know if they were with that stupid church that is always i don't yeah, know they were anti-protesters yeah so I, I was there protesting with the women's march um yeah. and there were some anti-protesters uh across the way and i was there um speaking i got hired to speak there and to host one of their fundraisers so um because uh, you know uh, doing doing uh, things like that um uh, campaigning advocacy um all of that has been a, a big part of 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 who we are as drag queens um i think it it started at stone wall with the Stonewall right right so uh there was these people that were that were waving anti-gay flags and like mm-hmm. names and anti-abortion things and there was this one little gay kid that was over there this like 
I swear he was like 19 years old. He had a little, he had a flag and he was oh. screaming at this crowd of anti-protesters. And I remember seeing him and I immediately thought of me as a little kid and thinking like, I would be so afraid to go up against those people if I was 19 years old. Yeah. And I was in full drag glory. You look And I was great. like, I was, thank you. A red I was with number. my people. Yep. And I was like, guys, we're going over there. We're going over there. Follow me over there. And we're yep. going to, I'm going to sissy my, myself over there and wave my flag with this kid. And that we actually started, like created this giant crowd of love and I was just like really just they were <laughs> it was kind of like we were at a ball and they were reading me yes were, they, they, <laughs> that was the vibe like, like you, you turned... have an Adam's apple and I was like yes, yes. <laughs> I do mama and I'm working this Adam's apple yeah you yeah. look like a man and I was like <laughs> yes I do um but I'm proud to be um so yeah you know it did it made it made headlines because I I yeah I, I went up against him and I wasn't I wasn't gonna have it um yeah. And it, it was such a powerful moment. And I was yeah. doing it because I felt like all those other people, when I, when I was a kid, all those people that didn't stick up for me, not sticking up for myself when I was a kid. Yeah. So I wanted to do it for them and for myself, my younger self. Yeah. I love hearing the background of that story and about that kid being over there by himself. I'm so thankful for you to go over there and just start that standoff because that it was really an amazing moment. And I saw it twice and had two different reactions. The first time I saw it, I saw it on mute because I was probably somewhere I shouldn't have been watching your videos work or something. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so I saw it on mute and I was watching it like, yes, Britta, like work. And I was so excited. I could see what you were doing. And then I watched it again um, with sound and I had a little bit of a different reaction. I was a little bit more upset by it because of the names that they were calling you, even though it was funny because you were unfazed, which is the champion of all of it, I was a little bit like, hey, don't talk to Britta like that. Like, that's my Britta from New York. Like, it's weird. Like, we sometimes in all of our our joy, we forget how much hate is still out there. And it just sort of jilted me a little bit. But the overall mood of that moment was was triumphant. And so I'm so thankful to you for that. And I want to jump into from that point, what you're currently doing, which is raising your voice so loud for voting. You're the national co chair for drag out the vote. And you were working every day on Insta, you're doing um, shows, all kinds of things to get people to vote. Talk about this a little bit. Tell us what you're up to with this. Yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't really become um, heavy within politics until uh, until four years ago, yeah. really. Um, and and with my work, Marty Gold Cummings actually brought a lot of awareness to me, and yes. and just Friend looking the at the, our, our <laughs> current political climate and what's going on. And you know, I, I joined Drag Out the Vote because I found out that there was a hundred million people that didn't vote in the election last year, yeah. and even more so within our community itself. There's one out of five LGBTQ plus people aren't registered to vote, which blew my mind. That I was like, my Wait. fucking mind too. I was like, one out of five. I was like, so you telling me that I got friends that that ain't registered? That like that's wild to me. Yes. So it, it really, you know, we're I, as Tina Burner used to always say that we are stronger together as a community mm -hmm. than we are as a nation. And yeah. I mean, if we can definitely, if we pull together, we can make some really, really great things happen and change the world. So I really wanted to make a difference, especially with voting. Now, drag out the vote is like a uh, a, a nonpartisan. 
um, organization. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm truly just raising, raising awareness on voting. Like, mm-hmm. chew, pick your party, go ahead. But it, it's, a, it's an amazing thing that we're doing. And being a national co-chair, I'm kind of heading it up for all these different drag queens across the nation. We have uh, about 333 drag queens. That's in 44- amazing. In 44 states that are pretty much doing the exact same thing that I'm doing. And what Drag Out the Vote does is that they set us up with different material to post online. And I'm actually, I'm doing, I'm hosting this text banking every single week for Wisconsin and in other states that are, um, that need some help um, just to try and get people to go out there and vote. Like, I, I don't care who you vote for. Um, uh, uh, but I, I do, but <laughs> yeah. when I'm talking about drag out the vote and it's not partisan, partisan. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really just want people to go out there and vote. Now, yeah. uh, I, for me, aside and my views of everything, I, you know, I just think that it's, it's really important that people really look at the, the things that are going on in our country. Um, and I'm trying to bring awareness to them. I'm really big on uh, climate change about, um, justice for, um, our black brothers and sisters, indigenous people, um, and our trans siblings all of this is so important i mean even gay marriage they're trying to take it away from us so um we need to we need to take a stand and we need to you know if we're an american citizen use our power and and vote it's super simple i mean even with everything going on like baby they can deliver it to your house and you can still see your way to that mailbox (laughs) that's right (laughs) one out of five is such a wild number to me too i saw that on your instagram the other day and i was like just floored if we could even get that number up like doubled you know we could crush this guy in a landslide which is what i'm hoping for that the results are so uneven that there's no way in hell he could ever contest it um and you don't have to comment on that because i know it's a bipartisan organization but we know we know sis (laughs) but um but thank you for doing that and how can we get involved if like i wanted to volunteer and do text banking because i saw that on your stories and i was like wondering how that works so it's super simple. I I, I DJ the entire thing. Yes. And um, so what we do is we set you up with there's this app that we 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 send to you, and mm-hmm. um, we set you up in our system. And it's literally we just press a button the entire time that says send mm-hmm. with a little script on it, and it mm-hmm. just sends to like a hundred people at a time. Amazing. And we're all doing it together, kicking their drag shows, um, and then we just like have like little script responses that we reply to them. Um, and usually it's about like have you thought about getting a mail-in ballot will you oh you already voted congratulations will you go ahead and make sure that three of your friends are voting and so it's a nice way to actually talk to real people and um and i honestly feel like i'm doing i'm doing i'm doing the work mm-hmm. to like get people out there even yeah. in this pandemic it's it's so because usually people do canvassing and knocking on doors and whatnot and this is so simple and you get to hang out with me for an hour. And, um, but yeah, I suggest everyone just go to www.dragoutthevote2020.org slash events. And we're doing it every single Tuesday Amazing. Um, until the election. And um, I think we're going to start adding Thursdays in there too. So, so look out for that. But another thing Drag Out the Vote is doing, we have this amazing show, Divas for Democracy, on nice. the 18th. Um, and it's like every single broadway diva fucking cheetah rivera is doing yes, it yes i saw this 
and like the Drag Race girls were combining our efforts and um, Shoshana Bean, Cindy Lauper, um, Valentina, Honey Davenport. It's like the girl, Shangela. We we're all putting our efforts together um, to just raise money for voting awareness um, for the election and for Drag Out the Vote. So tune into that as well. Yeah. Amazing. We need that so much. So thank you so much. And I'm going to look into that vote, uh, the text banking thing, because that sounds amazing. I definitely want to be part of that. That sounds great. Oh, yes, please. It's so much fun. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the Emmy Award winning RuPaul's Drag Race. You were on season. (laughs) Yes. You were on season 12. And so I just want to, um, I want to see like what that was like for you and just ask you some behind the scenes questions and uh, like any questions that won't violate your NDA or whatever you have to sign. Yeah, yeah, you got it. (laughs) Um, So just what, what was it like getting ready? So you had only two, you only get two weeks from the time that they let you know to the time that you have to fly out and be there. That's wild for all the looks. I think it was, I think it was like 16, 17 days um, that we had. Uh, Yeah. And so literally I, I had, I called every single person that I knew and was like, okay, it's time. Yeah. Yeah. Like having a baby. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. Having a baby, looking at my savings account and realizing I don't have any money, then finding that money. Yeah. Um, I mean, what people don't know really about drag race is that it costs, I spent, I spent more than I spent on four years of college education. (laughs) Yeah. I um, believe it, sis. When you look at the, the show, has really evolved. It it during quarantine, my roommate and I went back to season one and started from season one and watched all the way through. And it's so funny the difference between now and then. It is so polished. Like the looks that y'all show up with are couture looks. Like you guys are really, really serving it. The intricate details that are up there and the thought that goes into every single look. So to pull that together in 17 days, I believe you that it cost you a college <laughs> education to oh, pull yeah, that it was, it was wild, but, <laughs> yeah. but definitely worth it. Um, I mean, uh, to be to just have this platform and to also use this platform that I have to get people registered to vote. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I always, I want to know when you're on the show, how long do you get in the workroom to get ready for that night's runway? Like we see what's on TV, but how, like how long is that? Cause they're also filming it for content, obviously. How long do, how long do they give you to get your look together from like scratch to what we see on the runway? I mean, we, uh, we, you know, being on Drag Race, it's definitely a race. Yeah. Um, it's, it's by no means as, as much time as we would probably take at home. But, you know, when we go, we kind of have, when I, before I left, I, the day before I left, I tried on every single thing in drag and every single piece of hair. And like with my team of people decided on what, colored makeup I was going to use. Yeah. So, you know, when we're at home, I, well, when I'm at home, I, I literally am like, Ooh, okay, I'm going to wear this. And then it's kind of an all day process. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but on drag race, you kind of have to have that all sorted out to begin with. So, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't take 
too long. It's a lot faster than it usually would. This is me, like, trying not to, trying to answer the question, yeah, yeah, yeah. not getting into <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, all right. So here's a funny question. What does, I say this to my roommates all the time, we're watching it. What does the workroom smell like? I feel like it must smell so bad in that workroom. Like, all those men putting on all that padding and running around. <laughs> like, it must just be, like, I feel like it's, like, a rank, like a locker room. No, not at all. Really? It's, it's surprisingly, it's freezing cold. Oh. It is so cold. I mean, I, I sweat even if it's freezing cold. But, right. you know, it, I you really can't smell anything because we're all just freezing to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is <laughs> it's so, so funny. It's so fucking cold. Um, yeah. it, it is unbearably cold. And Rue likes it cold. Okay. Mama Rue likes it cold. Okay. Not I like- mean, and also we're wearing all of that stuff. So, it, you know, I'd rather be cold than hot mama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Let's see what other uh, funny things I have for you. Who was your favorite guest judge when you were on the show you had some real icons there while you were there i love i love that i can i remember when they asked me this question in the beginning and we weren't allowed to answer it but but now (laughs) i love looking now that it's the end yeah um, my favorite 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 was aoc yeah i love aoc so much and she brought it was really wild that day also my elimination day um, <laughs> right. it was i you know go out with a bang let aoc uh give you a send off yeah. um but the the energy on set with um everyone the cameraman the crew uh everyone the staff uh, even rue it was so such great energy mm-hmm. everyone was so excited that um this this icon who works for her way from the bottom bottom she worked her way from the bottom and now she's here um, like yeah. literally, it, it was it was it was such great energy. I I love her so much. AOC, and then my second one have to be, um, Leslie Jones. Yes, uh, who who I liked at the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were filming, and then once the show started coming out, she started talking mad smack at me, and we started getting into a Twitter fight. Oh. Um, but we good now. We good now. <laughs> Yeah. Do you, do you, um, she sort of after that came to your rescue a little bit because things got a little bit brutal for you after the show, um, with the online hate on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, t- I wanted to just do like a deep dive with you on that because I know that you had to take some time away from social media to kind of like get yourself together. And for me, it's interesting to see somebody that I admire so much need to just take a step back because I feel like when I see you, you're so sure of yourself and your talents and, and for good reason, you're extremely talented. And to think that internet trolls could harass you to the point that you needed to shut it all down and take a break. No, it just shows that like everyone's human. No one is immune to that type of hate, but it also shows the, how ferocious that fandom can get. Can you talk a little bit about like what that experience was like? Maybe, I don't know if we should talk about the Aiden thing first and kind of give people that maybe didn't watch a background, why people might've been pissed at you, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, there was, there was some moments on, on the show where I, I definitely, um, I, 
Well, you know, I was definitely unsure. I, I was uncomfortable in my own self because I wasn't I wasn't getting far. I, you know, I, I tried to hold myself at a very high standard. Mm-hmm. And what I was doing essentially was just blaming me not being in a position. I was blaming it on someone else, which right. is never good. And right. and I definitely realized that looking back on all of it now. Right. Um, and, you, you know, and, and it something that people don't know that wasn't shown Um is that I did apologize immediately after that. And so, right, um, right. but you know, for it's TV and you know, you're going to make good TV. And, right. um, and so it, they just made it look a, a certain way. Like I was essentially a big bully, but truly Aiden and I were eating dinner after that. And we're like, Ayo, she was like, Ayo, sis, that was, that was a good fight. We're going to make some good TV. Yeah. Um, so I can understand that people were feeling a certain way. And, you know, when I was at Drag Race, I was so, I was so nervous. It made it have come off like I was very confident. I mean, my mom wrote me a letter for every single day that I was there with like words of affirmation. Yeah. She knows how like uptight I get mm-hmm. um, and how like I am just really hard on myself. And so, uh, I was nervous, so I was like, oh, "I'm from New York. I got this. I got this." That's why yeah. I said New York so many times. Because like, I'm from New York City. We we're very good. We got this. We yeah, got this. Yeah. And almost in tears. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Just because it's, it's truly a race and it's very stressful. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, being in this pandemic, um. I was at my parents' house. I never thought that I would watch the entire season from my parents' house right. in Maine. Right. It was just me and my parents, and I was there the entire time because I have a lot of pre-existing conditions, and so I thought it was smart to get out of New York City as fast as possible. Yeah. Um, I have like I really I was born with really bad asthma. I have liver disease, a heart condition. Like baby, she gonna get sick. She's the first one to get sick. Right. Um, and so I got out of there, and my my gratefully, my mom's a respiratory therapist. My dad's stepdad's a doctor so i felt safe with them but i the only thing i had in the connection to the outside world was social media it's the only way that i stayed in contact with my friends um with just everyone really um and and that's that's what a lot of people had so I would go onto social media and there would be hundreds of hundreds of messages every single day. I mean, at, at first I was like, okay, I'll just go through them. And it just got too much to bear. When someone starts to tell you something like you should kill yourself or how horrible of a person you are, as much as you, any human being, you can try to like brush it off, but like it starts to get to you after a certain amount of time. And then I had my assistant and my manager to try and, and go through it, but you know, wasn't paying them because I, I wasn't working. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So I, and things would slip through the cracks and you know, I, 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 and I would have talks. It was nice to be home to have talks with my my family. But you know, I was really excited for this and really looking forward to people to for people to see my art. And they they judged me on on uh, something that was uh, one. I I don't think it was as serious as it was. Yeah, you shouldn't do that to a person. But listen, we're all human. We all make mistakes. Everyone's acting like they're fucking god here right, right. Um, yeah. and i was like hey yo sis i'm trusting you there's probably something you've done that's a lot worse right um, yeah and so you know it really got to me and i i had to take a step back a, a couple times and uh you know it led to uh just some really unhealthy choices and me drinking a lot um i ended up coming back to new york after the season uh, but then um, it would happen that, oh, I always knew when Drag Race was being aired on Netflix in Canada or Turkey or Argentina mm-hmm. because 
I would just get, it would start all over again. It would be hundreds and hundreds of messages in Google translated language of people telling me how much of a horrible person I am. So, I mean, with the pandemic and, and, you know, I get it. I understand that everyone is kind of going through it and people are kind of just like putting their, their anger towards me because they don't have a way to express themselves. And, and I understand it. And I understand that it's probably, it's not me. It's probably them, especially with these bullies that are online. But, I mean, you know who I am, and I am definitely not the the villain bully who I was right. portrayed on TV. And I was like, yo, throw me a bone. Can you at least like show me some humanistic qualities of me right. um, besides being fucking Ursula over here? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, right. and so, uh, you know, in, in July, I had two friends pass away. I was drinking a lot. I was abusing drugs, doing so much cocaine. Um, I broke up with my boyfriend. The messages were still coming and I tried to hurt myself. And I woke up on my floor in my room, um, in, uh, uh, after doing like uh, an entire eight ball of cocaine and, uh, drinking an entire bottle of Tito's and took every drug I had and I threw up and I was like passed out on my floor the next day. And I knew that I had to, I had to do something cause I was going to hurt myself. And so I had to take a step back again. And, and here I am now. Um, I, I, I made a decision to leave social media for the month of September, um, my birthday month, um, to just re- really figure myself out and to really know what's important. Um, and to realize that none of that, none of that is important. And what those people say don't know me. And so it, it's, I'm, I'm on this journey right now. And, uh, you know, a lot of things, a lot of, signs were pointing towards me coming to Hawaii and it's why I'm here right now. And, Mm. and to be closer with my family and to remind myself who I am and the person that I know I am. I also gained Matt, I gained 45 pounds since this pandemic started. I was like, if I wasn't doing drugs or drinking, she was eating. Um, (laughs) so, um, so I'm, I'm in a much better headspace and I finally come back to Instagram. Um, Twitter is toxic. So I deactivated that. I just post on Facebook when I need to for, for gigs, but yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that people will just see the real me in, in this, this advocacy work that I'm doing and to know that that's, that's really who I am. And, you know, I'm choosing to focus on myself because without, without Jesse, um, being good, there's no way that Brita can happen. So right. I, I'm, yeah. So th- that's that's kind of where I'm at with the, the whole thing. I've never really told the full story to anyone, so I'm glad I'm glad you asked. And you know, I know, and and also for mental health, I mean, I think it's important because a lot of people are going through it right now, and so I, I think it's important to share my story because so many other people are going through the exact same thing. I mean, maybe not the severity as I am, but you know, we we're all going through it because this pandemic sucks and it's changed our lives so much, but you know, to take a step back and to just be grateful, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, no, well, I'm getting there. I'm, <laughs> I'm healthy and I'm with my family and I'm in beautiful Hawaii and, you know, I, and I'm grateful that I have, I'm, I'm more, I, you know, I have this platform where I can make a difference and I can yeah. make a change and I can also, uh, be, be that hope for other people. 
Yeah, absolutely. And having met you here in New York City um, and known you just in passing a little bit um, before the show, you know, you would post things on Instagram. I would reply. You always replied back. Like, you are just one of those queens that is just so sweet and really, really genuine. So, I can vouch for for that character attribute of you. I think that we're all really thankful and grateful that you made it through that dark time and that you threw up that night and that you're still here with us um yeah because you know that's that's really um that's really scary and i'm so thankful because we need people like you in our community that 19 year old across the street from the god hates fags people with the flag he needs you to come and twerk in front of them you know we need people like you uh for drag out the vote so you're so important to our community. So I'm so thankful personally and uh, sort of on behalf of the city of New York <laughs> and, and the community at large that you are on a path to getting better. Um, because I know that here in the city, Britta from New York, we really do cherish you. So I'm, I'm so happy that you're, you're on a good path. Um, so you talked about you were, you were sort of dating in the midst of all of this too. And that relationship didn't, didn't make it through COVID, which is such a pressure cooker. Do you think that all of this, um, contributed to that? Or do you think that that was sort of, you know, its own separate thing? Um, yeah, yeah, I contributed to it. I mean, we had big plans. Um, you know, I met him in December before the season, uh, got off and then, you know, I learned a lot about him and, uh, I, it just, it it wasn't for me. I, and also he moved to LA. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you do that cross country move and especially during a pandemic, it's like, should I come see you or will I get COVID if I come see you? Um, you know, it just, it, 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 it wasn't the right time. Um, and I, I, I wish him well. And, but yeah, you know, it's also, I'm, I'm glad I learned from it. I, and it's time to move on and hopefully I can find someone that, um, is closer and can appreciate me yeah. for what I have to give the world. Yeah. <laughs> We're rooting for you. <laughs> so, um, w- would you say now, um, that you, are you like sober now or are you just sort of practicing moderation after this, um, I, sort I'm, of dark, de- I'm definitely dark sober now. Um, you know, I don't know if it'll last forever, maybe. Um, but I'm happy where I am right now and I'm happy not using substances. I used to rely on it so much, especially in drag. Um, when I first started, I would rely on substance to, to give me that boost of energy or to be like, don't be afraid. Just, just get wasted and you can do it. You can do drag. You're about to get on the train in full drag and ride all the way down to Stonewall. Yeah. Uh, so you need to get a little drunk beforehand. Yeah. So I kind of used it. Um, and, and it, I had it, I, you know, because of drag, I had an unhealthy relationship with, with using. So I'm taking a break for now and, you know, I'm taking one day at a time. Um, yeah. and just focusing on the day ahead. Uh, but yeah, for now I'm, I'm completely good and, um, I, I'm, I, you know, I've replaced place my alcohol addiction with uncrustables uh, <laughs> which are which i don't know if it's a better thing to replace it with but yeah. they are so delicious hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love that for you and congratulations um Thank on you. that that's really fantastic um so single ready to mingle or not ready to mingle i mean i know we're in a pandemic so mingling is quite hard right now especially when you have pre-existing conditions and need to be super careful <laughs> yeah, but right. what's your um, vibe on I dating 
single, single and well. working on myself. Yeah. Single and working on myself maybe can mingle in the future when things get better, but I'm I'm really happy just like figuring me out and 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 working on me so that I can be good. So uh once I'm good I can give that love and energy to someone else. But right now I gotta love myself, boo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um so tell me tell me how did you get your start in drag? Like going way back, how did you how did you start your career in drag? How did it start for you? I know um, you kind I, of said from musical theater. Um, yeah. So it it, it first the, the idea came up when I was doing the musical Rent, um, and I was playing Tom Collins. Oh and my god! I want to see that. And the guy, it's on, it's on YouTube. Oh my um, god, I need to see, see this. Um, and the guy who's playing opposite me, Angel Kanoa, I love you so much. I remember it, he was walking in heels, and I was like, "You are not a good drag queen." I was like, <laughs> "I could do that so much better than you could." And then um, after that show, I got hired to do uh, to be a stepsister in the musical Cinderella um, because they were having the entire step family in drag. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. They saw that I was playing around with makeup and they were like, um, I was like, it's a perfect way for learn. They're going to make me costumes. I get to practice makeup eight, eight shows a week. Um, and so I would be perfect to go back to New York after that. And that's exactly what I did. Um, the night before I left Cinderella, the closing performance um i met this girl britta at this after hours party (laughs) and because originally my name was going to be roxy cotton and (laughs) and my mom was like you can absolutely not have it be anything to do with drugs and i was like okay 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 so i met this girl named britta and i was like oh my god your name's like britta filter ding 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 and i was like (laughs) on the plane i remember on the plane back to new york i decided i was going to be britta filter and i was going to be anything but pure and so that's that's where it came and then uh 11 days later um ari kiki in new york gave me my first show uh my first guest spot at stonewall um, so that was my first, and I remember everyone from college came. It was, it was, it was, it was the key, and, it, and the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. So, who were your? Because we love divas on this podcast. Who were your like sort of early diva influences when you were creating your drag persona? Who was sort of like the influences on you? It was all my my first number was from um, NBC Smash, okay, and it was Jennifer <laughs> Hudson. It was the only number that she sang on that show. Yeah, but Jennifer Hudson was my go to for everything, um, and I probably did that number for six months um, and just repeated the same number every single show. Um, but yeah, it was definitely Jennifer Hudson, and then I got moved into uh, Whitney Houston. All big, powerful, soulful. Patti LaBelle followed. Yeah. Um, Mariah Carey. Just these really, these people with giant, soulful voices, yeah. um, which fit, I felt like, British persona and mouth. Yeah, right, right. You you are so good at lip syncing. It's so fun <laughs> to you. watch you. Yeah, absolutely. So what are you looking forward to 
post pandemic. I don't know that the world will ever be the same, but are you, are you like, I know that now you're in sobriety. So I don't know if you're going to be like a circuit party guy or, you know, but like, did you do that stuff before? Like now that you're single, like, are you looking forward to those types of parties or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah, Me too. I can, I can, I can 100% control myself. Um, and I, I, I love just like busting a move on the dance floor and meeting like good people. I love people so much. It's a big reason why I do drag is I just love the community and like, I want to have a good time whether it's drinking or not drinking. Um, so I can't, I can't wait to get, get back out there. You know, the cool thing is, um, we filmed for divas for democracy and we filmed it in, um, on Christopher street. And it was my first time out since the pandemic, um, in that area in full drag and just to feel the love from so many people who are like oh, that's Britta and and people like just cheering me on while I was filming this video it was so cool so I really just can't wait to go out to like be around people and feel that love that peace is love that yeah. we love so much and yeah. um just just be there and and yeah and and change 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 the world with these performances and make people feel something I can't wait yeah. I can't wait I'm so far I'm over I'm so over these digital shows where I'm just staring at a green jaw on my computer <laughs> <laughs> it must be so weird because you can't feed off the energy of the crowd like you're 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 not getting it back the way you do in person true but i have a giant imagination so <laughs> <laughs> i imagine and i add applause tracks into my numbers now. You do. <laughs> <laughs> yes that's great we love that we love that um yeah i personally i am so looking forward to these like big circuit parties coming back i need to get my whole life back it's been a dry, dry pandemic. I don't know what other pandemics were like, the 1918. Right. <laughs> but this one's very dry and sad. Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. It'll be so cool if it, if it like, everything's perfect by pride again. Yeah. Uh, what, how wonderful will that be? Yeah, that would be, that would be amazing. We need, uh, we need November to go well and then just smooth mm-hmm. sailing from there, putting all the pieces sort of back together from our, from our broken country. Um, so, so besides just, um, the whole life that I'm looking forward to, what are your, what are your big goals and dreams like coming in, like after the, just besides just performing, like do you have, um, you know, some big aspirations for post, you know, this quarantine life that we're in. Yeah, I, I, I definitely want. I miss out on the whole touring thing um, yeah. with with our season. So I, I really want to do that. Um, I can't wait to do that yeah. um, and just tour the world. But also, um, I've been writing a lot uh, recently, and so I, I would really like to do. I love television, and I really want to do. You know, they don't have scripted um sitcoms of people in drag and i mm. feel like it's like the new frontier so i i kind of want to i want to meld my my acting training and drag together to make something brand new um yeah 
I would definitely watch that. That would be so good. And I feel like the, the, you know, the iron is hot. Like drag race is so hot. It's a fever pitch. It's never been more popular. Um, I feel like it has left our community and permeated the hetero community. Everyone I know sort of watches it. So with that popularity around the art form, I feel like there's definitely an opportunity for that. I definitely think people would be really into that. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, and keep on changing the world with um all, with all this political work that I'm doing, you know, yeah, uh, and just bring bring light to issues that we don't people don't necessarily think about, and yeah, that's 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 what I hope for the future. Oh, amazing, Britta. This was so fun to just get to see you and chat with you. It just made my day. Um, Mine too. Oh, I'm so Thank glad. You. I'm so glad. I hope you'll come back again sometime. This oh, was absolutely so whenever. fun. Yeah, absolutely. We also have. Um, we just announced the season twelve uh, Halloween show. We're do RuPaul's Drag Race Halloween show. So. People should tune into that. I <laughs> saw it on Instagram. It's called Bring Back My Ghouls. Yes. <laughs> it's so <laughs> clever. And where can people find that? Is it going to be on VH1 or it's just like an offshoot? No, it's on YouTube. It's okay. on YouTube. It's like a, it's a little way since we didn't get to tour this year. They were like, we're going to, we'll be able to tip and to tip all the queens and it's going to go into a giant pool and we're going to split it together as girls. So it, it's super exciting. It's, it's a lot of fun. And, um, um, I am going as late stage syphilis. Ooh. <laughs> I love that. I fucking love that. You just did actually, before we go, you just did a private gig for Gap with Rue, like a Zoom Gap corporate uh, meeting, encouraging people to vote, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's super fun. I've, I've, grateful enough that during all of this pandemic i i'm like the go-to spokesperson on voting for the gap facebook instagram youtube um uh, and so many uh uber eats amazing um, so yeah yeah so it's been it's been so nice and um I'm, I'm grateful that i have these chances to internally infect them and tell them to go vote yes oh my god it just i saw that on your insta and i was dying because i worked for the gap for like ever like from the end of high school all through college I was like a little gap boy so oh, I love that <laughs> yeah it was fun to think you were you were doing a little internal video for them I love that alright hey. Brito well I will let you get to the beach probably cause it's just that's the plan honey yeah cause it's just the afternoon there in Hawaii go catch some waves um, thank you again so much for doing this I know you haven't really done many interviews since Drag Race ended so I feel really honored that you spent this time with me I'm so happy that you're doing really well and I wish you nothing but the best because I think that um you know, sometimes what I wanted to um, say that I'm just remembering to you is that drag race is just a gig and a check. And I think sometimes our community builds it up to be this big thing and just know that it's just the beginning for you. Like, I just want you to know that because it just, I'm so excited to see all the things that you're going to do next because you're so incredible and so valuable to our community. So thank you for everything. Thank you for being here and have a beautiful day at the beach. Oh, I love you. Thank you so much. You're yeah. So I can't wait till we can kiki again and go to those circuit parties. Maybe it's going to yes. be so much fun. Yes. <laughs> and tell All everyone right. where they can find you. 
You can find me on all forms of social media, unless I've deactivated it at the <laughs> <Britta> Filter. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Thank you so much, Britta. Have a beautiful day. You too. We'll talk to you later. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us five stars. Please write a review. I don't care really what you say in there. You could tell me like a little bedtime story. You could tell me about your day. Hopefully you say that you really love the show. If you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and hit that follow subscribe button for me. And please tell your friends uh, where to listen. And uh, I hope you'll keep tuning in. Uh, I'm Sean. You can find me on Instagram at Sean L show and twitter at sean l show and if you want uh the late night twitter it's at sls underscore after dark we will see you next time Bye bye